Welcome to the Resilient Life Hacks podcast. Join host Liz Myers and her guests as they explore resiliency through the lens of personal stories. Tune in weekly for inspiration and doable life hacks to overcome adversity and thrive in life. The opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints expressed by guests of this show are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Elizabeth or Resilient Life Hacks Ministries. Hi, and welcome back to the Resilient Life Hacks podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Myers, and I have here today with me my friend, Yvette Walker. She is a media literary expert, an educator, an awesome podcaster. She's an award-winning journalist and an educator, and she is the host of the Positively Joy podcast. It is so great to have you today. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate being here. Yeah, yeah. So I'd like to hear a little bit more about your story, about uh, the background and and how God worked in your life and how that led you to the podcasting and the things that you're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. So I was raised Catholic and I have always been in church. I've always been a believer. But, you know, it's interesting. And I've really been thinking about this over the last over the last year. And that is that we can be believers, but not be on fire for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so when I was a young girl and going to Catholic school, I definitely felt that fire. There was a time when I wanted to be a nun. I was, you know, just thinking about all these things. But then we grow up, we get into the world. And, you know, even though I still believed in Jesus, I still believed he's my savior. I still went to church every Sunday. It just, yeah. it just wasn't the same because mm -hmm. adults let too much distraction get in their way, right? Yes, we do. <laughs> I am a journalist. Um, right now I'm an educator, but I've been a journalist. So I moved around a lot. But it's interesting because I would move around to town to town because that's what a lot of journalists do. You know, you, you try to move up the ladder. And I would move into towns where I didn't know anybody and I would just seek solace in churches. So I would just go find a church and just sit in there. Sometimes I would read a book. Sometimes I would just sit there because it, it always felt like home. I mean, it really did. And most of the time there were Catholic churches, but there was a time when I just really any house of God is a house of God, in my opinion. But I think throughout the years, I like to, I like to say I was just like kind of on this, this even, this like no highs and lows, just this real even situation, you know, like, mm -hmm. I'm like, almost like a, if you were to, if you were to see me right now, I'm kind of just you know, moving my hand kind of in a straight, no ups, no downs, no, mm -hmm. no, no real valleys or mountains. And to be honest, sometimes I, I doubt my testimony is as important as any others because it's been like this pretty much straight line. I've had sadness, you know, obviously and, and highs, but I, you know, I feel like, and I've said this before, imposter syndrome sometimes because, you know, oh, your, your testimony is better than mine. But I've mm -hmm. learned, I've learned that it's so interesting because we all have a testimony. And so over, over these years, over this last year, I, I've learned that no, no, what I was, what I was experiencing, what I was doing was kind of a certain numbness in my faith, even though I still had faith. So a lot has happened, I would say in the last two years going on three, a lot has happened that has really just put me on fire, uh, back, put the fire back in my face. Mm -hmm. There were things that happened in my life that um, now that I look back and we'll get into that now that I look back, I think, OK, so why did I do that? And, and was I, you know, was I really clinging to Jesus in those times or was I just just settling into this this numbness? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I can really see now I was just settling into the numbness. Mm. So. But yeah, but yeah, I, I think that 
And I'm so, so happy that I have refound the fire. Yeah. And um, that led to the podcast and mm-hmm. that led to a lot of things that's happening now. So it's, it's really exciting and we can get into the specifics, but that's kind of in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I totally agree with you. I kind of think of it as like growth, you know, Jesus said, you know, if you stay connected to me, you'll grow and bear fruit. And apart from me, you, you can't do anything. And I think even if we're connected to him, there's seasons of greater growth and more dormant seasons, maybe where we're not growing as maybe more like a winter kind of season in our lives. So I, yeah, I definitely can relate to what you're saying. So tell us how that, that came about to get you started on the podcast. Sure. So I've been thinking about this and, and, and I'm, and I'm able to form word, form this into words now, but before I really couldn't, cause I didn't really understand. So I would say about, you know, two years ago, going on three, I have this, um, well, first, first of all, let's, let's even go back that. Okay. So I met my husband. So I met my husband in 2015. Mm-hmm. Before that, I had had a season of dormancy in my relationships because I, because I had, I had a divorce and then my husband died after that. So I'm not a widow, but he had, he died not too shortly after the divorce. And that was just very weird, very strange to me, you know? And then I would, you know, was, was seeking other relationships and I had a realization that I needed to see God. So this guy, this actually does take me a little bit a little bit back. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say maybe, maybe 2000, if this is, this is the point, probably 2014 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was one night where I just was crying in bed. And I was just so upset. And I just thought that I was going to be alone for the rest of my life. And Matthew West, and I always forget the name of the song, but Matthew West song that, that says that, you know, I made the moon and the stars and mm-hmm. yet you're greater than all these. Yeah. And I love you more than all these. Mm-hmm. Him talking to us as his, yeah. as his children. You know, I, I heard that. And like, it was like all of, all of a sudden I, mm-hmm. I got it. I yeah. stopped crying. I went to bed. I slept well that night. And after that, I never was worried about being alone again. But what I realized was that I really wasn't afraid of being alone. I was afraid that I wasn't loved, that mm. I would never be loved. Mm. And that's not true because we have a father who loves us. Yeah. So that one night actually made a really big difference. And I decided that I would stop seeking relationships and I would stop trying to find, you know, my mm. next you know, boyfriend or, or husband. Mm-hmm. So I stopped for about a year and I said, okay, Lord, tell me when you're ready for me to pick this up again. And I just try to kind of remain in him. And then about a year later, I felt him saying, okay, you can, you can maybe start dating again. And so I, I did start dating. And the third person that I met after, when, I, when I allowed myself to start dating again is my husband today, mm-hmm. a man of God, which I yeah. always, always, you know, wanted to find. Mm-hmm. And um, he led me to a church. So I'm, you know, I still go to my old church too, but he led me to the church that he was going to, Victory Family Church a great church and they have a uh, women's nights called neon. So at one neon was an amazing singer, songwriter, minister, Rita Springer. And if you, you may, if you, if you know her name, great. If you don't, you've heard her music defender. I mean, you've heard her music. Mm-hmm. I was just, I don't know something about her just really wanted me to learn more about her and learn about what she's doing. Yeah. So I got on Google, started stalking her. I just, I Googled everything <laughs> I could find about this woman. I mean, I was just uh-huh. like, so, you know, I bought her book. I listened to all her music. 
And I saw that she had a retreat. And so I said, okay. So I applied to go to the retreat. I didn't think that I was going to get in because technically it's for worship leaders and I'm not a worship leader. I'm a creative person. I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. And so I got in and then I kept trying to talk her out of taking me. I'm like, I'm sure that that I'm the one for you. She was like, no, no, Uh, you're supposed to be here. So I went, it was a week. It was a week in Dallas area. And it just completely opened my heart and my ears because one thing I, I had been telling people, people was that I was no longer able to hear God. I wasn't hearing from him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that week did a lot. So after that, a lot of stuff started happening really, really quickly. It's amazing how these things can happen. Yeah. Right? So after that, I started writing music because this, this really was a creative retreat. It was for mm-hmm. worship leaders and songwriters. And I never really had done that. So I started writing song lyrics. I'm not a musician, so I haven't really, I'd love to find a partner maybe to put music to these lyrics, but, mm-hmm. but God started to give me just a lot of words, a lot of lyrics, a lot of songs. And I know it was mm-hmm. him because I've, I've never been a songwriter. Yeah. And so I started doing that. And then I started just writing and thinking, okay, maybe I'll, maybe I'll work on a devotional. So I started just doing a lot of things like that, just writing, because here's the thing. I always felt like God had given me the gift of communication through writing, through journalism, but I had never used that gift in his honor. Hmm. And so I thought I needed to use that gift in his honor. So I just started to just try to do a lot of things. And then the pandemic happened. And like a lot of people, we were home. A lot of podcasts were birthed of the pandemic. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And Positively Joy was one. Uh (laughs) I'd always wanted to do a podcast, but I always thought it was going to be on what I liked to call the intersection of hair, beauty, and politics. Because I think that's a very interesting (laughs) subject. (laughs) And God said, well, yeah, maybe you'll do that. But no, you're going to do a podcast on joy. And I said, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Okay. And um, I was at home. I had my laptop. I had some software. I didn't know a lot, but I like to say I knew enough to be dangerous mm-hmm. and I just figured it out. And I started, I started the podcast, not a lot of planning. So guys, anyone listening to this, this is probably not the best way to start a podcast unless God tells you to, <laughs> which is what I felt like he was doing. So yeah. I didn't really do a lot of planning or anything like that, but I knew it was joy. I'm a pretty positive. I'm a pretty joyful person. And I always tell people, he gave me the name positively joy. Because positively joy is not grammatically correct. And I know this. <laughs> it should be it should be positively joyous mm-hmm. or something. So I know he gave me that name because I would not have come up with that name. Yeah. God supersedes grammar. <laughs> he does. He does. Yeah. It's so true. It, it's funny. I'm kind of an accidental podcaster, too. I just felt like God said, you know, you, you can do this. And I no planning. I just jumped in and I started doing it live because I'm such a perfectionist. I'm like, I can't allow myself to edit or I'll never hit publish. And so, I mean, it is, you just go with what God gives you and say, okay. And he'll help you figure it out along the way, you know, no matter what it is. I love your story, how you said you weren't a musician or a songwriter, and yet you go to a worship conference for worship leaders. And like, that's where God meets you and like speaks to you and, and moves you up to the next level. I, that's just so cool. That's so God to do, <laughs> to, you know, take us into some area where, where we're not depending on our own gifts and talents and oh, just yeah, to meet yeah. you in that moment. I love that. And I, and I really felt like a fish out of water. First of all, I was one of the oldest people there. Everybody else was like in their twenties, young and everything. <laughs> the enemy seed seeds so much doubt, doesn't he? He mm. seeds so much doubt in us. Like yeah. I said, I literally, I mean, I have several emails. I, I've even kept them. 
you know, trying to talk her out of taking me, you know, it's just crazy. Cause I was like, I was like, is, am I really, is this for me? Do you really want me there? Cause I'm not that person. Right. Yeah. And so he seen so much out. And then when I got there again, fish out of water, youngest person there, but, but you're right. He met me there. And there was this amazing exercise that on his face sounds very simple, but, but he moved in such a way. It was an exercise where we were supposed to, she gave us index cards and we were supposed to go out somewhere. It was, you know, beautiful area. As the spirit moved us, just write a message to somebody. Now these cards would be going, there were, there were what, 19 of us, I think. So these cards would be going to us, but I didn't know who it was going to go to. So we would, as the spirit moved us, we were just to write a message. And so we'd write a message and then we'd go to the next card. We would kind of wait and see what came to us. We'd write another message. This happened so many times that the messages that we wrote about the person in the message that went to that person. Mm. I mean, and it was all just random because each card was numbered and you didn't know who's going to get it. And it just was like, it just, we were just thinking about the person. So I just said, just... It's just, you know, like Rich was, a guy named Rich was just walking past me. Like, oh, there's Rich Rich walking past. And then there was a message and the message went to Rich. I mean, it was so mm. weird. Wow. But there was one, there was one card that I wondered if that was going to go to me because I didn't know. And it was a card where I wrote about, I was sitting there and a little acorn or something fell out of a tree and hit a van that was underneath it. But the sound just made me reminded me of his voice and that I, and and that he could speak to us in different ways. And that was the message. And I kind of wondered, I wonder if that's going to come to me. And it came to me again. I had no idea. And no, it was a number. It was a random numbered system. I mean, just, just little things like that. It was just Mm -hmm. really, really fascinating. Yeah. That is really neat. When building a resilient life, the first step Liz coaches people to take is to spend time daily with God. When you seek God consistently, he will show you the best next step for your journey. If you'd like a peek at how Elizabeth connects with God regularly, download her free prayer guide and journal at elizabethmyers.me forward slash prayer guide. You can now have the same journal Elizabeth uses every day and make it your own. Yeah, I went through a season, you know, when I was kind of in my my dark season, I went through several years of feeling like God was silent. Like, you know, I felt like I had heard him leading me in the past, but he was not answering my prayers or talking to me now. And that was really, really discouraging for me, really difficult. You know, I, I began to question if I even believed what I thought I believed anymore, because I'm like, where did he go? You know, was I making it all up and all this kind of stuff? But it is so encouraging when when you you get that message through whatever crazy means he decides to communicate it. And you just, you know, that is God's message of love for you. That's just so encouraging and so comforting. Oh, so true. So true. And for me, I, I never thought I was making it up, but for me, it's always like, it's always that doubt. Mm-hmm. I knew he existed, but, yeah. but for a long time, I just thought that, you know, I just wasn't an important person that, mm-hmm. And, and, and this is, and this is the the tricky thing that we can get hung up on that every success I had was just my hard work. Mm. That is where we can get really tripped. Yes. yes, Because I had a pretty, you know, I had a pretty decent life. I mean, I I had a failed marriage, which, which, you know, which I thought was my fault. I mean, it was, it was, 
all our faults, you know, but mm-hmm. I had a failed marriage. I blame myself for that. And then after that, you know, but I was married 13 years to that person and, you know, 13. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then after that, I felt like there was no more love coming for me. Yeah. And that I just, you know, that I wasn't an important enough person. I didn't believe that I was his child, but he had so many more important, more mm-hmm. important children that he yeah. doesn't really need to talk to me or he doesn't really need to think about me. I mean, all those kinds of seeds of doubt. Yeah. That I believe the enemy was sowing in my life. Right. Yeah. So like you easy. said, that's the stuff the enemy throws at us to try to, to derail us. And yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's worse to think that he doesn't exist or to think that he does exist, but he, but you're just not important enough for him to talk mm-hmm. to. Yeah. I'm not sure which is worse actually. Yeah. Yeah. When I was going through that difficult season, you know, I was thinking, well, other, other people can hear from God, but I can't, it's just, you know, it's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I find that, you know, sometimes God just kind of gently slaps you in the forehead. And I was oh, like, yeah. you know, it's not about my ability to listen. It's about his ability to speak to me. Mm-hmm. And so I can't doubt, you know, him, mm-hmm. this, this idea that I was doubting myself of like, oh, I can't hear from God. I'm not good enough, or I'm not this, or I'm not that. It was really kind of a slap in his face of you're not able to speak to me because I'm so insignificant or whatever. And when I realized, when I realized what that was actually saying, that it was actually an insult to him, not to me, then I was like, Ooh, I need, I need to fix that attitude. <laughs> but I had, you know, a similar, but different experience. I was at, at a writer's conference and it was the worship time before the speaking of the day or whatever. And it was a, they had agents there, you know, who would help you get your book published or whatever. And my first book is, was self-published. And so I was feeling a little bit of that insecurity of like, oh, these people are doing it this way. And I just kind of published my own and, and, you know, they were going through interviewing processes and and I was not doing that. And, and so I was just, like you said, just those little seeds of self-doubt. But during that worship, I just felt like God spoke to my heart. Uh, He said, you don't need permission. I've asked you to do this. I've asked you to write this. I've called you to do this. You have my permission. And that's the only permission you need. Just go do it (laughs) and Mm -hmm. stop worrying about what other people think or how other people are being called to do their ministry. This is what I've told you to do. And then, you know, when you get that and you hang on to that, that's so freeing and so liberating you know, to know, just like you said, that you're loved, that you're chosen, that he sent you out to go do this and you can go do it, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless of what other people are doing, he's called them to do something different. So don't look at them, do what he's called you to do. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And and just even, you know, moving, moving from journalism into academia. So I work for a university, Mm -hmm. Uh, but when I was a journalist, I was responsible for the front page. I was responsible for working with reporters. And journalists often have to put their lives on the back burner because we're supposed to be objective. We're supposed to not have opinions, which of Mm. course I tell my students now, that's ridiculous. We're humans, we're flawed humans, and Uh we all have opinions and points of view, but we just have to try to be as objective as we can. But I even felt that I could not be a Christian, an outspoken Christian, because that would bring a point of view to my work and people would, it's all about perception. So mm-hmm. when I was a journalist, I was not, I wasn't speaking like this at all. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't writing. I wasn't doing any of that. Now I feel more comfortable doing that, but I have to ask myself, why didn't I just do it before? Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess, I mean, if my boss, if my boss told me to stop doing it, I guess he could have stopped. I guess he could have told me that. And I could have told him either yes or no, mm-hmm. but I always felt like, no, I have to be like this perfect journalist where mm-hmm. I can't have any, you know, any, I can't let the public see me have an agenda. 
I can't let them think, oh, she's Christian. So that means that's why she put this story this way. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, just all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And I loved being a journalist. I mean, that was my career for, you know, so-and-so years, a long time. Yeah. But his allowing me to move into, and it all happened at the same time. Again, a lot happened in 2015. Mm-hmm. I moved into academia in, in, in 2015. I met my husband, my, you know, to-be husband in 2015. And just things like that just started turning. Then after that, I found the church and then I found, you know, the worship leader. Mm-hmm. Then I went to her conference. I mean, all these yeah. little things started happening. Chain of events. You don't see that happening or you don't, you don't see it until later. Mm-hmm. But now that I look back, I'm like, yeah, yeah. 2015 was like an amazing year, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is neat. So what have you learned, you know, as you've been on this podcasting journey, what has God taught you through that experience? Stop doubting. So that's a, that's a real big one. So stop doubting and know, know that he is God. There is a Bible scripture that, that I, that I always stood on. And I think I stood on it for a different reason. So it's from Psalm 46, 10. And it's the one that a lot of people know. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And I thought I liked that because I'm the kind of person that, you know, I'm a busy person. My mind is always turning mm-hmm. and even trying to pray or trying to have time with God. It's just, I'm always thinking about something else, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so I thought that's what that meant, but just like a lot of scripture, you really need to like, look at the whole, the mm-hmm. whole verse. <laughs> and of course, the beginning of that starts with God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear you know, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. I mean, Mm -hmm. the doubting, I mean, and the fear, I think Mm -hmm. gets into so many of us. And I think when I, when I'm looking at that verse now, that's what I see in it. It's, it's be still and know. It's not the be still part. It's the know that I am God. Mm, And so don't, don't worry about that. Don't have fear listen to me and I will tell you what to do and then go do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That is such a great point. It's knowing that he's God is how we can be still. I I'm with you on that. You know, my mind's always active and I always try to do the be still, be still, be still. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I can't, but I, I think you're absolutely right. We need to start with the know that he's God and then that will produce the stillness. I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah. I really appreciate you sharing that. Oh, absolutely. So, so yeah. I would say, I would say that that's takeaway from, and then I'd also say, um, and once he does give you a command, don't let anything stop you from doing it. Yeah. I think that's it. Because yeah. even when he gave me the command, let's say just to go to the conference again, I was doubting. I was mm-hmm. trying to do everything I could to say, no, I shouldn't go. Mm. When he, you know, there's a, there's a Keith Green song. Keith Green is a songwriter, singer songwriter who actually passed away in 1982. So a lot of people don't know his music, but he's just, he's, I think he was amazing, you know, yeah. modern day prophet. And he has mm-hmm. a song that says, Jesus commands us to go, but yet we find all these excuses for not yeah. going. Right. <laughs> you know, I think he meant like to the mission fields and thing, but I can see that really in everyday life. Mm-hmm. God tells you to do something. He, I mean, he, he pretty much can tell you to do something every day, do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we can always talk ourselves out of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm good at that too. <laughs> I found though, when I, you know, trust God and I step out and do something outside my comfort zone and I, and you know, I don't die. 
<laughs> right. It, it doesn't go horribly. You know, all my, my negative thoughts don't come to fruition. Then the next time God taps me on the shoulder, it's a little bit easier this time to step out again, you know, and it gets easier and easier. Not that it's never, you know, that there's no more difficulties, but once you get in the habit of trusting God, instead of listening to your fear, it, it becomes exactly that a habit where, where you learn to listen to God first and foremost, and kind of tell the fear to take a back seat. So that's a perfect segue because, so I have the podcast, Positively mm-hmm. Joy podcast, and I, I'm not really sure how this happened. And, and so like, I'm not sure if I see, if I saw this in my mind's eye or if I were, if I was dreaming, I don't really remember, but I just remembered looking at my logo and seeing the word podcast turn into the word ministries. Mm. And so again, I'm not sure if I was dreaming and I woke up or I just, in my mind's eye saw mm-hmm. it, you know, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? I don't know, but I'm going to do that yeah. <laughs> again. Cause like you say, when right. he has, you know, when he's, when he tapped you before it gets easier. So I said, okay, well, what does it look like? I don't know yet, yeah. but, uh, but, but, but I have established positively joy ministries. I've changed my logo and I have put together an advisory board of some women that will continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, what are we going to do? I'm not sure yet, but I feel like there's something I need to do more than just the podcast. Yeah. And so I think there's some other things that we can be doing. I mean, the podcast will still, I mean, I love the podcast, but mm-hmm. I think there's some other things we're going to, we're going to do to build into that. I have a devotional that I'm working on that I've been working on for way too long. I'm like you, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So I just need, <laughs> I really need just to pull that trigger and finish yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really do. So that, and, and so I think this is going to be a part of it, but I'm excited. I don't mm-hmm. know what yeah. he has in store. But yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going to do That's something. Neat. And Except. I'm sure he'll show you along the way. You know, as you were talking, what the image that came to my mind about that was, you know, the story in the Bible where they're trying to cross the Jordan River and God told them to cross it. And they took the priests and the ark first, but he didn't stop the water till they stepped in the river. They, mm-hmm. He didn't like stop the water. It wasn't like the Red Sea where he got the water out of the way and then they could walk through. This time they had to step into the river. And then he stopped the water for him and made the mm-hmm. path clear. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I just kind of got the sense that's what you're doing. Like God said, cross that river. And you're like, I don't know how, but I'm stepping into the river. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he's going to honor that and do great things with that ministry. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do something, good. but I'm not sure what it is just yet. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So tell our, our, I almost said our readers, our listeners, you know, (laughs) where they can find you online, how they can listen to your podcast, your website, stuff like that. If they want to connect with you and and be a part of this ministry that's developing. Absolutely. So Positively Joy can be found wherever you go for podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any place. You can also come to my website, positivelyjoy.com, and you can find it there on the podcast page. But there are a lot of, I mean, I found, it's interesting, people listen to podcasts in a lot of different ways. So mm-hmm. Stitcher, all these, all these smaller listening devices and, and listening platforms that I hadn't even heard of. But mm-hmm. we're there. We're, we're there everywhere. Yeah. We're on Instagram, Positively Joy Podcast. We're on Facebook, Positively Joy. I do have a Pinterest page that I'm going to be updating. I, I updated it and then it kind of kind of sat still for a little while, but I'm going to get getting back into that. But a lot of great content there. Uh-huh, uh, so I'm good. on Pinterest. And so I'm on Twitter. Why Walker? The pot, you know, there's not a podcast page on Twitter right mm-hmm. now, but, but I'm there and that's why Walker. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And you have a freebie for people to download. I do. Okay. I do. So when you go to positivelyjoy.com, you can sign up for 
You can sign up for a newsletter, but there's an automatic download of a booklet called Five Ways to Choose Joy. So obviously mm-hmm. joy is what we do. And so what does that mean or how can you choose it? And I, and I always want to tell people, I don't, I'm not flippant. Like when you're going through some stuff, I'm, I'm not saying, well, oh, you know, just choose joy. Don't be sad. Right. No, I'm not saying yeah. that at mm-hmm. all. But I do believe that even when we are going through things and we're walking through the valley, we still have to know that he is God. He is our fortress. We have to choose that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how do we do that? Some practical ways to do that. So that's what the booklet is. And there's, uh, that's an automatic download. And then with that, uh, you get on my newsletter list and we, we do not bombard you, but we send you a monthly newsletter, occasionally a couple of extra communications a month, but not a lot. And mm-hmm. so I, I would love for you to be part of that. And then also on Facebook, there's a Positively Joy community on Facebook. It's a, a group of about a couple hundred women. Mm-hmm. And we just talk about stuff and um, there's messages of encouragement. And I'll, I post my new you know, podcast episodes there as well. So I'd love to have you join the Positively Joy community on Facebook. Yeah, that would be great. And I will put all the links to those things in the show notes so that you can just click on them on your computer or phone and go to those places. And I I love that booklet because I think too often I've fallen into the trap of waiting for joy to just happen to me. I want Mm -hmm. it to just drop into my lap and not have to work for it and just be a joyful person regardless. And I think you're absolutely right. We have to choose it. It's a deliberate way. And I think it also ties back in with what you were saying about knowing who God is and being mm-hmm. still and being joyful in that. But so I love that you've put that into just an easy cons- to consume booklet for people so that they can get a taste of that. And I can just, you know, I, I can see you obviously in the video to people who are just listening. They can't, but I can see the joy on your face and I can hear the joy in your voice. And it's just really cheerful to my soul. So thank you for showing oh. up and, and being you today and, and for saying yes to God and stepping out in faith. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being here. You have been listening to Resilient Life Hacks with Liz Myers. The opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints expressed by the guests of this show are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Elizabeth or Resilient Life Hacks Ministries. To learn more and download your free guide to Liz's top 20 Resilient Life Hacks, go to resilientlifehacks.com. Subscribe now so you never miss the life hacks you need to live the life you want. Thank you.